Hi, it's Jimmy here. Welcome back to the One Year Millionaire. So, um, for this week, we're just talking about the nine great lies of online marketing. Um, what is it? The nine great lies of digital marketing. I still can't make my mind up which is the best title. So, I'll let you guys decide. Um, so, today we're going to talk about um, a really, really big lie. And this is a bit of a um, a false belief. It's a bit of a um, one of those. Um, things that everybody kind of believes is true but is not true or most people believe is true and today's lie is you have to cut your prices to make more money okay offer discounts now before I I move on um, there can be times where discounts um, are are the right thing to do the right thing to offer um, especially to a list of people that are already um, already have a relationship with you, uh, but generally speaking, cutting your prices to generate more business is really the worst thing you can possibly do because essentially what you're doing is you're slashing your profits, right? You're not slashing the costs um, to uh, make or deliver um, or service you know the product or service your customer. Those costs are still the same. Now, if you're offering an online course where people are just buying the same course over and over again then it's really not costing you, costing you any more money to deliver that to a customer. But for the most part, um, offering a discount, slashing your profits to get more customers is really a dumb thing to do. And we've all done it, and we all believe that it's, it's going to work. Um, and there are, ways to, there are ways to position a discount by price conditioning people at a higher price and then offering a lower price, but essentially you're making a pretty hefty margin on on the bottom line. <clears throat> However, um, this happened a lot through COVID. It happened, um, happens every time there's some kind of recession or there's a drop-off in business where people's instincts is to offer something cheaper. <clears throat> so there's lots of reasons. So let me just try and focus on the main ones. I'll be here for another week on this one. Pricing's a really, really important issue. It's a really complicated one. It's a controversial one. It's an emotional one. Um, where you know, when I used to have lots of clients that I would consult with, I don't really have that many anymore. But um, it was it was always be a bit of a always be a bit of an argument, always be a bit of a head to head. You know, on me trying to convince them to put their prices up, not down. Um, and you know, essentially, that's what you have to do because people, if you're selling any product or service, right, it's got very very little to do with price and everything to do with value. And if people cannot see the value, they're going to want a discount. If people don't have a relationship with you, they're going to probably look for a discount. I think I read somewhere that something like 15% of people will always go for the cheapest, no matter what, right? Doesn't matter what the value is, doesn't matter what you're offering, doesn't matter who you are. They are going to want a discount and they want the cheapest, no matter what. Well, guess what? That's not my customer. And it's probably not, it should not be your customer either. Uh, The customers you want are the ones you can provide the value to. So, um, it makes absolutely no sense to slash your profits um, and on the false belief that you're going to get more customers and, you know, the overall revenue is going to be higher um, in the long run or, or the short, medium term. It's, it doesn't happen like that. Um, it just doesn't. Um, there are some people that, that can, you know, can be the cheapest in, in any market and they can pull it off. Um you know, for example, Walmart is one example. Um, 
I could mention uh, what was the other one in the UK it was a, it was a chain of bistros or restaurants or pubs I think calling it a restaurant's probably a, a stretch um, <laughs> uh, cheap and cheerful places you can buy beer and, and cheap food I think it's oh, Weatherspoons it was called in the UK now I remember Dan Kennedy said <clears throat> he said you can be the cheapest um, person or service or product in a market and you could do that very well because you are the number one cheapest, right? And it, it gives you absolutely no strategic advantage to be the second cheapest, right? And that applies to any market. You're either the absolute cheapest in the universe where nobody's going to find a cheaper deal than you. Um, and you, you could pull that off, you know, depending on what you're selling. Amazon and other websites do that. Um, or you could be the most expensive there's absolutely no point in you being the second cheapest, okay? It makes no sense whatsoever. So you're either the absolute cheapest um, or you're the most expensive. And by the way, to be the absolute cheapest of anything, you're, you're working in high volume, thin margins, and unless you've got a, a massive marketing budget um, and you really know what you're doing and you don't make any more mistakes, <laughs> then, you know, you can pull that off. But it's a lot of work, um, for very little reward and usually the people that pull it off are bulk buyers or big companies or people that buy massive amounts of stock and so on uh, coaching programs is the same nobody wants a cheap coach um, you know that that's a fact um, and, and if you if you are the cheapest you're going to get some really nasty clients I don't mean the clients are bad people it's just that the level of respect that you're going to get from those people is going to be pretty low that you know listen it's a fact right and, and I'm not putting people down here and don't criticise me for it. But people, the cheapest customers, right, are usually always the worst to deal with, right? Uh, they want more than what they paid for. Um, their expectations are much, much higher um, than what they should be. And they're generally the most difficult customers that take up the most time. Um, so you, you really don't want to be in that market. So so here's, here's a solution to this problem. And most people really don't have the guts. They don't have the balls to do this. And I mean metaphorical balls because women have these as well. Um, they, don't, they do not have the, the guts, right, to put their prices up and charge the customer what their true value is, whether that be coaching or a, an online course um, or a product or service, right? So you really need to be charging as much money as you can and provide as much value as you can. Now, there's lots of different ways to do that. So let me just give you one example. Um, this is why we love uh, using ClickFunnels, um, <clears throat> whereby the strategy is you make a very low-end offer to get somebody on board. So you offer something for $7, $19, $29 or pounds. doesn't matter the currency. Um, you're offering something in exchange to get that person to buy something, right? Okay, now, before you say I'm contradicting myself here, I'm not, right? You're, all you're doing is offering a very low-priced product which is going to self-liquidate your ad costs, so your leads are pretty much for free. You're going to get a customer, right? Now, you're going to get a buyer, and a buyer is a buyer is a buyer. When that person buys your $7 or $19 offer, then very next page must upsell them to a $97 offer, Okay. It should be a relevant upsell. So one company that I work with, uh, we used to do teacher training courses. So the front-end offer was a low-cost, basic TEFL training course. Uh, TEFL stands for teaching English as a foreign language. And we offered that for $19. And the second that somebody bought that, the next page upgraded them to the diploma. 
right? The diploma was $97. And a percentage of people would buy that. When they bought that one, the very next page after that offered the teaching practice modules, which was $197. Right, so the total cart value was about, what, $300 and just $315 or something like that. Um, potential cart value. Right, so we were getting people in the front end on a cheap offer, but we were making the point. We, we had a structure and a funnel, and you could do this very easy on click funnels. Well, we were upselling that customer, <clears throat> and then that was it. You, you don't want to offer too many, any more than two upsells. So we used to do that. We got a percentage of people bought all, all the things we offered. Then we could then go back to them either by a telephone call or an email or a direct mail piece to basically offer them something else. And that that could have been, you know, the affiliate programme, a partnership programme, a coaching programme and so on. Um, a, a, before COVID, we used to offer uh, teaching, uh, teach abroad experiences and um, uh, <clears throat> internships and stuff abroad. Sorry, I've got a frog in my throat here. <clears> throat> uh, we used to offer programmes where people could go and go to Peru or Thailand or South Korea or Japan and go and teach English and we used to charge two, three, four, five thousand dollars for that, we would outsource it, we would get five hundred, one thousand dollar commissions. So you can see what I'm getting at here. Um there is a strategy of getting people in on a, a cheap front end offer. But I can tell you what, um if you add up our cart value, we, we were actually the, the most expensive online TEFL course that, that, that I've found. Uh, it was the same when we used to run the Thailand programme. Everybody else was charging under $1,000. We charged $2,000 and we threw in things like accommodation, meals and uh, excursions and lots of other bits and pieces. Accommodation, by the way, in Thailand is pretty cheap. It's about $300 a month. So um, you can see what I'm getting at. So yeah, you can, you can, you can price your... Uh, have a pricing strategy which gets people in the door on a cheap offer, but you've got to upsell them and you should be making sure that your margins are as big as possible. Now, here's just going back to what I alluded to earlier. There's so many, so many clients that I dealt with, they absolutely refused to charge more money, believing that they were ripping off their customers if they charged too much, right? What a lot of bollocks. <clears throat> and I'll tell you why. When you charge more money for your product or service, right, when you're, you're the most expensive in the, your, your market, your sector, Guess what? You can provide a better quality service. You can provide a better quality product. Why? Because you've got more money to play with. You can hire better staff or you can you can motivate the staff you've already got by paying them more money. Okay? You can retain those good people because they're getting paid more money than than what, what everybody else is going to get paid. You've got more money to spend on marketing, which means you can bring in more customers. Uh, you can dominate your marketplace because you get more money to throw around than compared to all your competitors who are running on a tight budget. So to, to say that you're ripping them off is, is bullshit. You can provide a better service to your customers and clients and patients because you're charging more money. So that's not ripping off your customers. That's saying, look, this is a value we offer. This is why we charge this fee. This is what you're going to get. And here's another intrinsic benefit of this. You're getting rid of the time wasters. You're eliminating the people that are going to be a pain in the ass for you. Um, the, the ones that complain about price, you don't want them. You ain't getting them. They're away buying the cheapest thing online. They're not your customer. You get good customers. You get compliant customers. You get customers that are more respectful. Okay, and this isn't really about the, the people. This is about the, you know their attitudes and behaviours. Um, you know, people that go into you know expensive restaurants, despite what you might think, there is a stereotype here. Um, are usually 
much more respectful um, to the staff at that restaurant because they're paying a lot of money, they're expecting good service and as long as they get that, they feel proud of themselves, they feel like a VIP, they feel special, they're, they're getting what they pay for and so on. Anyway, so I'm going off on a bit of a tangent again. <clears throat> but anyway, so that, that's, that's the bottom line. Do not reduce your prices. Do not cut your prices. It's a lie. Um, do not be the cheapest. Do not try to be the middle one as well. In other words, do not try to be the person um, who is buying in the middle. You're not the cheapest, you're not the most expensive. You looked at all your competitors and you decided your price is going to be an average of everybody that you can see um, that's competing against you. That, again, is not a good strategy because you're not differentiating yourself from everybody else. That's all for now. Thank you for my um, for listening to my rabble. I will see you on the next lie tomorrow. Bye for now.